You're listening to episode 44 of the Body You Crave podcast, the one where we talk about jealousy and weight loss. I'm master at life and weight loss coach Jillian Lama, and you're listening to the Body You Crave podcast, where you'll learn how to end emotional eating, lose excess weight, and feel amazing in your body. No cheating required. Keep listening, and I'll show you how. Hey, hey, welcome back. Today we are diving into a topic that typically isn't discussed around weight loss, but something that we often feel, which is jealousy. So before we dive into the content for this week, I want to remind you about an upcoming workshop happening this Thursday at 1 p.m. and 8 p.m. Eastern called Three Simple Steps to End Emotional Eating and Lose Weight Eating the Foods You Love. You can get all of the details and you can register at www.bodyyoucrave.com forward slash April dash workshop. And again, that link will be in the show notes. So make sure you sign up and join me there. Now, we are going to be covering a couple of core themes. Number one, how do we eat healthy without feeling deprived and without needing willpower and in a way where we can still eat the foods that we love without sabotaging our progress? We need to understand habit change and why it's felt so hard to create lasting habit change in the past. And the number one step to make new habits stick like glue. We're also going to talk about how do we break this emotional eating cycle so that we can confidently handle any emotion without needing food or wine to make us feel better. And we'll look at how do you create a life as a whole that you don't need an escape from at the end of the week. These are some bigger core concepts, but this is what's essential. We have to look at what is the life and the body that we are trying to create and really looking at how do we fulfill this? How do we do this in a way that feels fun, easy, effortless, and doable? All words that we typically do not describe weight loss with, and that's okay. Make sure that you join me for this workshop. You are not going to want to miss out. For this week, we're going to talk about jealousy. Have you ever been jealous of someone else's weight loss success? Have you ever wished that other people would just stop losing weight for a hot second so that maybe you could stop feeling like crap about yourself? Y'all know what I mean, okay? We look around at Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all the things, and we see friends, family, or acquaintances from high school dropping weight with seemingly zero effort. And here you are faffing about with the same 20 pounds over and over again. And it's so frustrating and it feels so defeating. Back in 2016, I joined this group weight loss program, and my goal was to lose five pounds. And the promise was that you would lose 20 pounds in four months. So I thought, well, surely I could lose five pounds. Surely then I should lose five pounds in the first month. And I really wanted to create a healthier relationship with food and exercise. I wanted to stop relying on willpower and stop needing exercise and using it as punishment. So there were some core other psychological things that I was working towards as well. There were about six of us in the group, and even though I started off feeling really excited and really hopeful, that quickly turned into self-doubt, frustration, anger, and jealousy. The scale did not move much that first month. It would go up and down one to two pounds, which basically meant I was maintaining. Meanwhile, I saw all the other women in the group losing weight consistently week after week. And so when I didn't lose any weight, my brain would automatically go to Oh, see Sarah over there? She's losing weight. Oh, look, she even has a newborn baby. She's not even sleeping. She's still making progress. But look at you over here with all your failure. What's wrong with you? What are you doing with your life? There was so much shame and judgment and criticism. And that was the biggest issue, was I thought there must be something wrong with me. I internalized the problem because I seemed to be the only one in the group that was struggling. 
why couldn't I stick with my eating plan without needing massive willpower, even though I was eating fairly healthy foods? I couldn't figure out why I was still reaching for a snack at 2 p.m. every day when I really wasn't hungry. And I was told that if I just eat more carbs, if I just balance my meals, then these cravings would just magically disappear. While the cravings might disappear, I didn't realize what I had was more of a food urge. I was emotionally eating, and I didn't quite understand that. And I kept thinking I needed to change the circumstance. I needed my husband to come back from deployment. I needed to change jobs. I needed to be living in a different house or a different state, or I needed these other things to change, and then I could stop taking this action. I just was trying to solve the wrong problem. And every week when I weighed in, I would pitch a fit in my brain about how unrealistic this eating plan was, and I would get all angry and all worked up in my head, and sometimes I'd even go as far as to write the email, but I never sent the email. I never spoke up. I never asked for a different plan. I never thought that the plan was the problem. I always thought that it was me. I was the problem. I just needed to try harder. I just really needed to commit and decide, like all these people were saying, maybe I just didn't want it bad enough. Maybe that was it. Has anybody ever told you that if you're not creating the results that you want, if you keep on backsliding or self-sabotaging or procrastinating, then you just must not want it bad enough? That's a load of bullshit. I'm going to call that out right now. There was a guy actually that I used to follow and he was more in the business entrepreneur space. And one day he sent out this email about weight loss and how he had lost 20 pounds just because he decided and boom, just like that, he just decided he was going to lose weight. I wanted to throw him all the middle fingers. I was like, F you, you have no idea what this is like. Don't even try. How dare you say that I don't want this bad enough? Have you not seen the last 12 years of my life? I very much want this. And what I didn't realize was that it was what I was making the weight loss mean about me. It wasn't so much about the weight and the body. It's how I was allowing myself and my self-concept and my body image to be dictated by the size, shape, or weight of the day. Maybe this sounds familiar. Maybe you have the best of intentions every morning, but you just still couldn't stick with that plan. You just couldn't bring yourself to follow through. And so not only was I frustrated and angry, mostly with myself for not being able to stick with my diet, even though it was completely unrealistic for where I was, I was so jealous of the other women's results. And I was so jealous of the success that they were having because here it seemed so easy for them to lose five pounds. And yet I was struggling to lose without gaining it right back the next week. And this became a powerful lesson because I recognized how jealousy was sabotaging my results, not just in weight loss, but in other areas of life too because I was constantly in competition with everyone around me. Now, the good news is that we can break this down into two key steps here as to how do we actually move through jealousy and create the results that we want. So step number one is to stop making yourself a terrible person for feeling jealous. Not only do we look at our less than stellar results and beat ourselves up for that, but then we shame ourselves for feeling jealous to begin with. You shouldn't be feeling this way. How dare you think that? How rude. Like you should be happy for them. It's all of the shoulds that we put on ourselves and it just makes it even worse. So you think things like, well, I should just be happy for her or what's wrong with me? I'm such a petty, immature a-hole who can't be happy for other people. What the heck? It's this idea of I shouldn't be feeling this way. And it only leads to resistance and judgment. And when you're in resistance around an emotion, it makes it that much harder to move through it. It takes so much longer. You weaponize your own humanness and you use it against yourself. This is something that you can just stop doing, right? Permission granted. Just stop. I know it's easier said than done, but when you catch yourself in that compare and despair and being jealous and wondering why you can't get it together and beating yourself up, 
it's an opportunity for us to just stop. We have that option. We can choose to think things differently and on purpose. Okay, this doesn't have to mean anything other than you're a human with a human experience. You're having a human emotion. There's nothing wrong with that. You can't shame or judge or willpower your way out of having a human brain. You can't. You can try, but you're going to fail. Just like all the times in the past where you have failed. Just like all the times I tried to do that and failed. Okay, so jealousy stems from desire, specifically seeing other people achieve what you desire. And there's nothing wrong with that. You're not a bad person for feeling this way. You simply need more grace and compassion. Things that we are not trained to give ourselves when it comes to weight loss. Most weight loss programs are all or nothing. There's no grace. There's no compassion. There's no looking at how do we save the day? How do we keep going? How do we start to change this? Number one, we recognize when it's happening. And number two, we choose to think differently about ourselves. This is always a choice. Your thoughts and emotions are always your choice. So when I need some extra grace and compassion, I talk to little Jilly Bean, that little seven-year-old me who still tries to run the show sometimes, and I let her know it's okay to be jealous. It's okay to feel her feelings, and she can feel them for as long as she wants. But I also remind her that she's not going to create the results that she really craves from that negative emotion. So when she's ready, we're going to journal and turn that jealousy into a more productive emotion like commitment or ease or certainty. Ease is my word for the year. That is what I want to create. I want to look at how do I create the results that I want with more ease in life, where I'm not feeling this tug of war between business and personal life. That for me is the goal. So I always bring myself back to how do I make this easier? How do I create more ease in life, more ease around this process? Because that's often what's happening here when we feel jealous is that then we start to feel frustrated with where we are right now. And we then start to look for how do we make these quick fixes? I need to make these big overhauls and these big changes. A lot of times we then overcomplicate things. We make it way harder on ourselves. We throw all of these extra rules and restrictions on top of it because we keep thinking this is taking too long. What we need to do is actually start to manage our mind a little bit better so I can recognize what has me feeling jealous. And I can also look forward at how do I want to feel instead? What do I want to create? And get focused on what is going to put me in that direction because you are never going to take a negative emotion and create a positive result from it without massive self-coaching or having a coach in your corner to help you do that. Left to our own devices, a negative emotion is going to create negative action. So we really need to be focused on how do we allow it and then look at how do we shift it? How do we get out of that? And in order to understand why we're feeling jealous, we need step number two, which is that jealousy often stems from comparison and it's showing you your gap in belief. All too often, comparison turns into compare and despair. It's not just looking at somebody else and looking at their results and that you want them as well. It's comparing and now I'm in total despair about where I am. Okay, let's be real. Most of us do not compare from a productive place. And looking at what you want to do differently, what you may want to try. We typically are not productive in our comparison. Comparison often comes from urgency, scarcity, and a fear that you're never going to hit this goal. People are creating these results that you want and they're moving on without you. Again, it's really easy to turn inward and wonder what the crap is wrong with me. Something is wrong. Like it's a me problem rather than a process problem. Imagine that your weight loss journey is like driving to Target. Okay, there are lots of people on their way to Target. And they will all get there as long as they keep going, as long as they stay the course. Now, sometimes you're on your way to Target and you hit a stoplight and it takes you a little bit longer. 
Some days maybe there's an accident or something happens, there's some extra traffic, and it might take you a little bit longer to get there. Or maybe there's a detour and now you have to go around half of the city in order to get there. Either way, there's going to be these different obstacles and challenges and things that get in your way of getting to Target, and it doesn't have to be a problem. You will always hit some bumps in the road, but that doesn't mean that you turn around and go home. We go, and we realize it just might take us a little bit longer, and it doesn't have to be a problem. We also want to notice that some people live further away from Target, so some people's journeys are naturally longer, and nothing has gone wrong with that. It takes me six minutes to drive to my Target. It takes my best friend 75 minutes to drive to Target. It does not mean Either one of us is right or wrong, better or worse than the other. Just because our journeys look different doesn't mean there's a problem. This is the exact same way that it works with weight loss. There are going to be a lot of us on this journey to weight loss. There are going to be a lot of us on this journey to end our emotional eating. As long as we stay the course and we stay committed to the plan and the process, we will get there. We are all going to hit obstacles and challenges in that weight loss journey. That's normal. It's not a straight line. We like to think that change and weight loss and getting to an end result is just a straight line. And it's not. What it does look like is some roundabouts, some zigzags, some slowdowns, sometimes where things go quickly and things go slower. That is normal. And we also need to realize that some people just live further away. Some people's journeys will naturally take a bit longer and nothing has gone wrong. We don't need to compare our journey to anybody else's. And we certainly don't need to be comparing our beginning or our middle to somebody else's end. Okay, we don't know what they've dealt with. We don't know what they're going through. We don't know all the times that they've tried before and it hasn't worked. They have a very different body. They have very different needs. Stop comparing. It's not helpful. Jealousy might simply be showing you your belief gap. If you had a crystal ball and you could see a year into the future and you knew with 100% certainty that you were going to achieve your weight loss goal no matter what, you would not be feeling jealous about someone else's success because you would know that regardless of where you are today, it is inevitable that you hit your goals. You've seen it's happening as you speak. You wouldn't give a damn if somebody else got there faster, right? You wouldn't be arguing with the scale or searching for a detox that would have you dropping 10 pounds in a week only to gain it back a couple months later. You wouldn't be comparing yourself to where other people are. You would know and you would be so confident. Sometimes jealousy is there to show us where there is a gap in our belief. Because when our belief is lacking and when we're not in belief, which, by the way, is totally normal, okay, we can be in belief at 8 a.m. and by 9 a.m. we are out of belief. Okay, that is how it works. (laughs) That is normal. We have to work on belief. We have to get into belief. A lot of times it takes more practice and getting into it and staying there and consciously redirecting that habit brain that wants to keep you safe. Because all of the disbelief, that's just your survival brain wanting to keep you safe and alive. It's wanting to avoid any potential threat of negative emotion. It wants to avoid potentially being disappointed. That's it. We all just have these human brains that are going to seek pleasure and avoid pain. One of the easiest ways to do that is with food, which is why we work on our emotional eating in conjunction with the weight loss. And so often when we heal that emotional eating story, we start to rewrite that pattern and we unlearn it and we start to learn new eating habits. That's how we're able to lose the weight and keep it off because now we've solved for the real issues underneath, which is the emotions. It's our thoughts. We have to be aware that sometimes we aren't in belief. We need to be aware where the gaps are in our belief. That way we can go to work in solving them. 
Because I guarantee if you knew 100% without a doubt that you were going to get there, it would not be a problem that somebody else got there faster. I've got a radical idea. What if you started to think and feel and act as if your results were guaranteed, as if they were inevitable? So what if you let the future you, who's lost 40 pounds, who feels amazing in every outfit in her closet, who's created a healthy relationship with food, who's no longer running to the pantry or the fridge because she's bored, stressed, angry, lonely, tired, or any other emotion? What if you let her run the show? What if you let her make your decisions? Future you. Not current you who still has that disbelief and in that uncertainty, but future you who has lost all the weight and is now living in the body and the life that you crave. What if she was making the decisions? How would she be showing up? What would she be thinking? How would she be feeling when the scale goes up or when the scale goes down? When the obstacles come. So one of my favorite shows is Friends, and I could probably quote most episodes for you. I won't do that now. But do you remember the episode where Rachel tells Monica to make all of her decisions for her? And I think that lasted maybe a day. And then there came a point where Monica wanted to make Rachel's decision to keep going out on a date with this guy. And Rachel was like, no, you're fired, Monica. Monica came back and was like, no, I make your decisions. And I say, I'm not fired. I want you to imagine that Monica is future you. Imagine if you did that with your future self. We'll just call her Monica. What if you let Monica, the one who's already created that big dream and goal for yourself, what if you let her make your decisions? What if you let her drive the action? What if you leaned on her for that belief and the confidence and the peace and certainty that this is happening? Future you does not care about your fear or insecurity based on past mistakes or failures because she's living in the outcome already. She's going to say, I know, it's okay. Mistakes happen and you can still lose weight. You don't have to be perfect in order to get here. In fact, she's going to tell you, hey, we got here not being perfect. She'd be like, get it together. You're going to blow your own mind. Keep going. It's working. Trust yourself. Believe in yourself. Bet on yourself. What is your future self telling you today? Because I guarantee it's not that you need to get hung up on somebody else's results and how much weight somebody else has lost. It's okay to feel jealous sometimes. The key is that we need to stop shaming and beating ourselves up for it and learn how to use that emotion for good. You can choose to believe that you're a piece of crap because you haven't hit your goal yet, or you lost all this weight only to gain it back again. Or you can choose to believe that little pang of desire for somebody else's results is just a sign to not quit on yourself, to not give up on your dream. It's a sign to step out of your comfort zone. It's a sign to reach out for extra support because we all have blind spots. And that's the beauty of working with a coach is that they're able to help see things that you can't right now. They won't just give you more information because information is not what you need. You do not need to know all of the intricate ins and outs of how your body processes food. We don't need that shit. A good coach is going to help you understand how your subconscious emotions and patterns are holding you back and keeping you self-sabotaging. They're going to teach you how to have your own back and believe harder in yourself and your ability to achieve any goal that you create. They'll help you use that pang of jealousy to spur you into action and to focus on your big dreams and vision for your life. And they'll let you borrow their belief. They'll have your back when sometimes you don't. They're there to lean on for support and encouragement and belief in those moments where we need that extra support. If you're not seeing the results that you want in life when it comes to your weight, body image, or self-confidence, 
You don't need a new set of rules and restrictions or a new workout routine or meal plans or 100 new smoothie recipes. You need to one, end the war with food, and two, end emotional eating. And I'm teaching you how to do both in this week's upcoming workshop, Three Simple Steps to End Emotional Eating and Lose Weight Eating the Foods You Love. Again, this is happening Thursday, April 21st at 1 p.m. and 8 p.m. Eastern. So you've got two chances to catch me live. And we're going to talk all about how do we eat healthy without feeling deprived or needing willpower? How do we create these new habits so that they stick? How do we start to feel comfortable with our emotions without needing food or wine and truly learn how to break the emotional eating cycle for good? Because emotional eating is just a habit. It's a habit that you learned, which means that it's a habit you can unlearn. It's simple, but it's not always going to feel easy in the moment. And that's okay. That's what I'm here for. I'm here to show you this roadmap and to show you the plan and the process. And if you'd like my help, then I'm there to help guide you and walk you through it step by step. And I'll hold your hand through the toughest parts. I've got you. Visit www.bodyyoucrave.com forward slash April dash workshop. I promise this is easier than you think. I'm actually going to head out to Target myself right now since everybody is still napping. So I hope you all have a wonderful week. I can't wait to see you live on Thursday. Here's to creating the life and body you crave. If you like this episode, then you'll love my free virtual workshop, Five Keys to End Emotional Eating and Lose Excess Weight for Life. You'll learn the counterintuitive reason why all your attempts to restrict food over the years has actually led to weight gain and the mental switch you need to flick that'll have you dropping pounds without sacrificing wine, carbs, or the food you love. Get all the details at bodyyoucrave.com.